Hey there, I'm Danielle Ackeson, and this is the Silver Lining Live podcast. Everyone has a story to tell. I believe something can be learned from every situation. The Silver Lining Life gives everyone a voice. Real life people and experts share their life. They share how they've overcome tragedy, their victories, and their defining moments. So why is this important? Because it's easy to look at a person and think it's been so easy, quick, or perfect for them. But that is so far from reality. There is work, struggle, and heartbreak. As we will learn, a silver lining life isn't a perfect life. It's about enjoying the life you've been given and even those hard times. So sit back and get ready. It's going to be a fun ride. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Silver Lining Life podcast. I am so excited today to have Joe Perrin here of You Choose uh, the Way. Welcome, Joe. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. So, uh, Joe is a mindful travel and life coach, and she is originally Canadian, and she is now living in Spain. Mm-hmm. Wait, did I? I, I, I don't know. I was like, wait, did I say that wrong? <laughs> did I get it? Like, yeah, you did. I'm backwards. Canadian. I live in Spain. <laughs> Um, she helps, um, world wanderers, um, live and explore more consciously. So welcome, Joe, tell us your story. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, well, my story starts in Canada, I guess. I'm originally from Ottawa, uh, which is a beautiful city. Uh, but maybe just, yeah, when I was younger, I, I, after I finished college, I had always wanted to live abroad and try different things. Um, I, like I said, I love my city, but it just didn't feel like where I wanted to be at, I guess at that point, I was quite young, 22 or something like this. And so I started, uh, I, I, I moved, I, at this point, I moved to the West coast of Canada. I lived in the Rocky mountains for a little while. And then I came home from that thinking maybe I would stay in Ottawa. And then after a few months, I'm like, no, no, one more adventure. So I went to live in Australia and then I came home from that. And then I did that like kind of continuously uh, for most of my 20s. I lived in different places. I did different things. Originally at the beginning, it was uh, a bit more that the like living abroad and just living that type of adventure was what I was after. But then as I started getting older, I got into my mid-20s. Then I was looking for something that had a little bit more purpose, a little that could also in line with what I wanted to do professionally. So I started working in nonprofits. I ended up in Guatemala. I learned Spanish. And then I ended up in, in Peru where I stayed for a few years. And then after I finished in Peru and I had lived in quite a few places, I started get, getting like antsy for a, a bit more stability. But I had already always created like a different dynamics of life that was less stable. And so I wasn't comfortable with the idea of like, traditional very conservative stability um so i uh decided at that point i had been dating uh, a man who was from madrid from spain so we decided to come here and after we ended our relationship i decided to stay here i had found a place that i liked and i felt comfortable and and i thought it would be a cool place to be able to kind of design my own settled life like maybe it wouldn't be traditional or it wouldn't be kind of like what some of my friends back home were doing or whatever but it felt in line with what I was looking for you know so from there um I you know I I had to shift there wasn't very many jobs in nonprofit, so I got a job within an editorial I started working as an editor um and I did that for a few years and although I really really liked the job um I started kind of having 
I just eventually started feeling as though working for a company was starting to feel less and less like what I was after. Um, the, the company culture within uh, this company and, and companies in Spain in general can sometimes, well, it's, it's very different from what it is in Canada. And I felt like it wasn't lining up with what my values are and I was having some conflicts at work and it just wasn't feeling like where I was at at that point. Um, so I decided to leave my job, my, my stable job, my nine to five and uh, throw myself into projects, which at that point, this was a few years ago now, um, there was much less clarity in terms of like what that would look like, but it, I felt so called to do it that I just kind of like threw myself a bit, uh, like just threw myself off the cliff a little bit. And uh, so I spent a lot of, the last year was spent, I did a lot of trainings and a lot of different like inner exploration, figuring out what I wanted to do, um, learning about running an online business, coaching, all these different things. And then at the same time that all that was happening, the opportunity to do a big trip that me and my, well now, my now partner, who is also Spanish, we had been talking about wanting to do a big motorcycle trip and he had finally been given a leave of absence to be able to do it. And so, although I was like mid business development mode, sorry, it's okay. <laughs> uh, the opportunity uh, arose and we kind of couldn't say no. So I put things down for a little bit. And earlier this year, we went on a five month motorcycle trip from fun. Yeah. <laughs> from Madrid uh, in Spain, all the way to Kyrgyzstan. Uh, so we drew, drove through Eastern Europe and Central Asia and this trip, although like it was really cool, it was really cool, but through things that I learned and things that I struggled with on the trip, it was really the, the like click I needed to really push you choose the way, which I had already been working on, but I really, it really be became clear that I wanted to work with travelers. I wanted to work with people who had wandered a lot. Like I had wandered a lot. And it really became clear that to me on that trip, how easy it is when we wander a lot to lose our way. Um, so I came home from that trip uh, a few months ago, uh, regained kind of my footing here in Madrid and, and shifted You Choose the Way into uh, what it is now working with travelers or people who wander, whether that be expats who live abroad, whether it be travelers, people who just have a tendency to travel. And, uh, and that's kind of where I'm at now. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so I, I think it's, so as you were talking, one, I wrote down like at least five places that you have lived, um, <laughs> which yeah. is just incredible. Um, but I also love that you left at 22 um, from home and were like, all right, I'm going out and I'm seeing the world. And I feel like a lot of 22-year-olds um, leave home and maybe they go a few hours away or a few like states or, you know, it's not a world away. <laughs> so, yeah. so what, like going back to your 22 year old self, were you terrified to do that? Yes. Yes, totally. Yes. And yeah, so that's, maybe that's why originally as well. So originally right before I had moved out to the Rocky mountains, I had gotten, I knew that I was like wanting to explore, but I felt a bit uncomfortable about going so far. So I, I took like a baby step and I had gotten a job uh, working for the government, but where I was traveling around with like 20 other people, more or less my age. And we moved a lot between my province and the province right next to mine. We were like surveying truckers. It was really, really random. <laughs> 
but we were a bit like a like a traveling circus. Yeah. We moved around together uh, a lot, and we yeah, I was away from home, and and so it kind of gave me the idea that I could feel comfortable doing this. That's awesome, um, and that makes so much sense. Of like, okay, I'm gonna take baby steps and make this happen, and then you know, slowly go farther and further out. Exactly. Um, <laughs> How did your family feel about that? All of that? Uh, originally, originally, I just, like, I can't even remember. I feel like it was so long ago. Uh, but probably <laughs> at the beginning, less comfortable with it. They were mm-hmm. probably like, uh, what? Where are you going? Especially, like, when I was in Canada still, it was okay. And then I went out yeah. to the Rocky Mountains and it was still okay. And then, like, Australia was far, and I was there for a year, and then after that year, I went traveling in South America, so I wasn't home for a year and a half, and, you know, that started getting a bit far, and I think they probably felt uncomfortable, and then when I moved to South America, again, it was hard, because they were like, where are you going? (laughs) But, like, it seemed as well that, like, little by little, with every kind of adventure, they became more comfortable with it, and I'm lucky in that um, especially my, my mom is very much like a, a choose your own adventure kind of girl. And mm-hmm. she, she was like, I guess maybe she knew that that was like part of just who I was and what I felt called to do. And so never would have, neither of my parents ever would have gotten in my way and said like, you shouldn't do that. Uh, so I was really lucky that that yeah. was there, you know, that that's so cool to let me not let me, cause I would have. Right, but openness to encourage me to do it. Yeah, and and I think that that helps. um, That they would be that there wasn't the big like guilt trip, and there wasn't the big like I don't think you know putting their fear on you, you know, because I feel like that's kind of natural, anyways. Um, So and and then you would have had that like extra baggage that you (laughs) you didn't really need as you were going out. So I think that that's amazing. So. Um, how did you like choose, um, where you were going or like, how did you even like find, like, cause like, how did you find a job in, you know, Australia or how did you like end up yeah. in Gua- you know what I mean? Like, how did you pick those? Yeah. Yeah. So with every trip, it felt like there was like a different purpose kind of thing. And so based on what the purpose was, I would organize myself in different ways. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, when I was going out to the Rocky mountains, because it was kind of like like the the big first jump I guess I had like pre-organized a job I had done interview over the phone and I was like getting to the place and I would be working at this tour a, a tramway like a gondola that brings mm-hmm. people to where like everything was organized I was going to be living in staff accommodation it was all kind of organized and yeah. then when I went to Australia it was a bit different I wanted a bit more openness I wanted more like freedom to be able to kind of build that adventure to whatever I wanted it to be so I was lucky that in Canada and in a lot of countries in the world, but unfortunately not for Americans, I think, uh, there's a thing called working holiday visas that allow youth to live and work in countries around the world uh, until they're like 30 or 35. And that gives a lot of flexibility to be able to kind of build, build your life when, once you get there. And in Australia, I just worked in random tourist, different tourist companies, and then I actually got a, like a kind of real job a bit like a working at a college and an admission center and then for the the trips in, or the the stays in south america like i said at that point i was looking to shift and have my my trips 
have more impact and be more meaningful like with my my professional life i was starting to get more interested in wanting to 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 work in in an industry or work in companies or work in organizations that felt like had more value to me and so at, when i decided i wanted to go to guatemala it was specifically because i wanted to learn spanish mm-hmm. so i went there i learned spanish had a chance to do some volunteering and then I specifically did that because I wanted to find opportunities to like volunteer or work longer term in South America, South or Central America. So again, after like between every one of these things, I was going back home to Ottawa, maybe with the idea that like, oh, maybe this time I would stay in Ottawa. And then once I would get there, I would spend a few months in Ottawa and I would like eventually think, oh, maybe I'm not ready to stay here. And then like, okay, if I don't stay here, what is it look I'm, I'm looking to do? And then based on that, I would kind of like figure out how to make it happen, you know? So like even I came home from Guatemala and again, I got I got started looking for opportunities and getting in touch with organizations and then eventually found something. And then kind of like every step I was doing that based on what I was wanting to do. That's so cool. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love how you talked about different stability. Stabil- you wanted stability, but you wanted it to be different than traditional. And yeah. um, I love that you were creating what felt stable to you as opposed to what, felt sta- what feels stable to, I'm going to put in quotes, everyone. Yeah. Um, I-, I thought that that was really cool because then you could build the life that you wanted as opposed to what everyone else is doing. Yeah. And that felt super important to me because I think for a-, a lot of years, I think I didn't settle because I thought that settling had to be a certain thing or that's what it felt like to me, especially in my early twenties or my mid twenties. I was like settling because it didn't feel like the traditional way of doing it suited me. Mm -hmm. And it was only once I started getting older and I realized that like settling doesn't have to be that, you know, like even now when I, when I look at the type of life that I want to build, I'm very, I'm very like I've taken the time to think about that for myself and decide for myself as crazy as like the idea of how I want to build it sounds to other people. It doesn't matter. I like, it's really important for me to think of these things for myself and decide how to do them for me so that I can live a life that I feel like is exciting and cool. And so even now, like my version of stability, like I live here. Like, so even now I'm trying to make, this version of stability happened for myself because now part of why I wanted to leave uh, my nine to five as well is because I wanted to do something that felt truer to me, but I also wanted more independence of, of location. So mm-hmm. I wanted to build a business that was online so that I could live here in Madrid kind of full time, but have the flexibility of being able to go back to Canada whenever I wanted and maybe stay for longer than a few weeks. And maybe if I wanted to pick up and go to, to Lisbon for a few weeks and just like live there for a few like I'm not I'm not somebody who likes to travel quickly and constantly but I like the idea of being able to move when I feel that I need that you know Mm -hmm. yeah and a nine to five doesn't give you clearly enough time to even go home and like see everyone you want to see and Mm -hmm. like be with people as opposed to being like okay I have to go here and here and here um So that alone, um, I feel like would make having a nine to five, like traditional nine to five, so incredibly hard. Yeah. Yeah. And that was exactly it. I would go home for visits and I would go home for a few weeks and the visits were so busy because two weeks I wanted to see everyone. I wanted to do everything and it was jam packed. I was, it was super busy. And then when like, luckily here in Spain, we do get quite a bit of holidays. So then I would have some other holidays besides that where I could travel. But again, like I'm much more of the type of person who would prefer to have 
like I'm, I'm okay with going to a place and working while I'm there and living, like going to Lisbon and potentially working in the day and then going to a cafe in the evening. And like, I like visiting places in a mode that's more about just living life there for a little while. You know? mm -hmm. so having more flexibility of locations allows me to do that if ever or whenever I feel like I need that. Yeah, that's amazing. So once like you kind of settled in Madrid, was that a hard adjustment of, okay, I'm going to stay here for a while? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> After having uh, been moving around for so long, uh, it was, but it, so for the first few years, it wasn't because I had lived, the longest I had lived previous to living in coming to Madrid was in Peru, I, where I was for two years. So two years I was like comfortable with and even two, three years here in Madrid, uh, I was pretty good. And then like year, like three, like four and five, my, like I got itchy feet. And that's when in, in the fifth year, that's when I left my job as well, because I was, it was just like, I needed like change. It wasn't suiting me anymore. Um, and there was also even a phase that I, I say that a relationship with the city is like a relationship with a person. Mm -hmm. and it can't always be perfect and so for me there was like about a year maybe even a year and a half where my real me and madrid were on like hard going through a hard time you know? <laughs> like our we stopped being uh -huh. so compatible and we were struggling with each other a little bit and i had to take some distance and like change things up a little bit um but it was really i think the motorcycle trip and having some space allowed me to come back with like a new kind of energy with the city and ready to kind of coexist in a more positive place. <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. Yeah. So do you feel like in the long term you will stay where you are? Or like, do you feel like this is kind, I don't want to say permanent, but like putting down like more roots, more roots where you are in Spain? Or do you feel like there's probably somewhere else where you'll eventually go to like, I don't know what to say, really settle down. But yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like you've it proved your relationship enough yeah. <laughs> Madrid to like stay there, you know, for maybe 10 years? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I do. So now I feel quite comfortable with the idea of staying here like longer term, even now. But I, I think that what allows me to feel that is knowing that there's a lot of flexibility within that, you know, like, mm -hmm. like for me, the idea of being one place like all the time, like it's, it's comfortable only if there's a lot of freedom to be able to go spend a, like maybe every year I go spend a month or two months in Canada and maybe, mm -hmm. you know, every few years I go spend a month wherever else, or, or like I go do a course or I go to a, a retreat or, you know, like I, I, I can imagine a long-term life here and even more so if there's flexibility for me to like, I, I, I miss home. I miss my people mm -hmm. back there and I miss, you know, Canada is beautiful and it has like a, a natural landscape that I can't find here. And I miss those things sometimes. And so it's nice to be able to have the freedom to be able to go back there and still be able to work and still be able <laughs> to kind of bring my life with me a little bit, go yeah. there, bring my life, live it there for a little while, and then come back here where I do consider this home. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I'm trying to like build towards that, build towards making this, you know, 80% home or 75% home and then mm -hmm. home back in Canada a little bit and then wherever else I might need it at whatever point. 
Yeah. I think that that's important. I feel like it would almost feel like hard to breathe if, mm-hmm. if you didn't have that freedom and you didn't have that like flexibility to be able to do those things how you want them to, especially yeah. since you were so used to like being out and gone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So, um, you now help other, um, travelers. And mm-hmm. so how, how does that look like? What do you do to help them? Um, so what I've realized throughout the years is that I think that as travelers, we like, we, I think travel, we travel for a lot of reasons. Um, but I think for, for, especially for people who travel a lot, I think it can end up being something that we use as a, like a crutch, the same way that some people buy too many shoes or some people eat too much food or some people, you know, we all have different vices that we use to kind of distract us from things that aren't working for us, the things that don't feel right within ourselves. Um, And so for me, I I help people who tend to bring their explorations and their adventures into the world. I help them bring that same sense of adventure and curiosity into themselves so that they can explore kind of what's going on within them, the beliefs and the feelings and the thoughts and the the rules and the the shoulds and all these things that exist within themselves so that they can build a life and an adventure, a travel adventure, or just a life that, that feels fulfilling and that feels peaceful and that feels filled with love or whatever it is that they're looking for. That's cool. Um, and you know, I think like someone from the outside looking in would be like, well, it's just going to be so much fun and it's just going to be amazing. Or even people like preparing to do something like this. Um, but then they, they don't remember, like you still have that that baggage, (laughs) you know, and you're, whatever you had before you're taking it with you, um, as well. And it's not always going to be sunshine and roses because you're out, you know, on this big adventure or you're, um, out, um, doing all of these different things that you've never done before. So I think that it's, um, important that people find, you know, support and, um, even that encouragement of like, okay, well, let's look at this. And then, so you can keep going on this adventure. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I guess it's easy. I, I guess it happens a lot for people who tend to just take or tend to just travel for like a week or two. I find they sometimes don't realize that when you're on a longer trip or like long, whether it be a longer travel adventure, like the motorcycle trip, or even if you like relocate and move abroad, it doesn't like a short one week trip can maybe be a lot of sunshine and roses and like smiles and laughs. But then when the trip is more extended, it ends up being the base of your existence. It ends up being your life. And so yeah. you just be nice and shiny and rainbow filled and like glorious. It, it's also hard and it's also sad. And it's also, it's everything. It's everything yeah. that becomes the base of your life. Mm-hmm. And so I think that because so many people think that, I think as travelers too, we end up wandering and like being a bit shamed of like the struggles that we have on the road, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that that's too bad. It's a shame because I mean, like whenever I travel for extended period of time and meet other travelers, like that's the reality, but there's a lot of resistance to accepting that. And, and in our regular lives, I think there's a lot of resistance to accepting the struggles that exist within us, the, the hard feelings and the, the confusing thoughts or whatever. And I think mm-hmm. that there's a lot of um, possibility that exists to create a better relationship with that stuff that exists within ourselves so that we can manage it in a more like healthy and positive way. Yeah. Yeah. And just 
the expectation alone, (laughs) you know, regardless if you're traveling or not, that it can't always be good, but you can find good even in that, in the bad. Yeah. 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 I think that's, that's so vital. And I love that you offer that. Um, because I feel like there's probably a lot of people who get like, okay, I've been gone two months and I don't know what to do now. And so to have, um, someone like you to help them work through all of that (laughs) and, and really unpack all of that, I think would be important. Um, okay. So we could talk so much more on all of this. Um, but I want to be mindful of, of your time. Um, so I'm going to ask one more question then we'll hop to our last two, but, um, looking at like your whole adventure of everything that you've done since you were 22, what has been the, like, when you look back and you're like, that was iconic. This is what I'm doing right now. Like the, the biggest adventure, like the most mega or or what? Or like what, like when you look back, you're like, oh, that makes me so happy. I did it. Oh man. There's a lot, I guess. Um, I mean, I often think back to like the crossroad of when I decided to go to Guatemala because deciding to do that really changed the course in my life. Like, I Mm -hmm. mean, and at that point in my life, I had, I had gone back to Ottawa and I was like debating how to move forward from there. And I, I had the idea that I wanted to start working in nonprofit. Um, and I wanted to potentially go overseas and, and, and volunteer or work or like do something with an organization overseas. I had thought of the idea of going to Africa. And then the contract that I was actually working in in that moment ended up finishing earlier than when I was supposed to. So I kind of just like last minute, like changed my whole game plan. I didn't really have a plan, but the contract ended and I was like, oh no, that's unexpected. Oh, what do I do now? And I just kind of decided that I would go to Guatemala and learn Spanish and it would be great. And I would then be able to work in South America. And, and it was a, like a bit of a, um, a ira- like it was very like, impu- or it could have seemed impulsive, but it felt like that's what I was right for me kind of thing. So mm-hmm. And it was, man, it was just such a drastic detour and it led me, well, it led me to everything that is my world now. And it's mm-hmm. cool. I guess at this, like looking back, I can't imagine what my life would have been had I taken another path. Cause now, yeah. you know, having learned Spanish and having gotten to, to nonprofit and all that experience just like, just changed everything. So I guess that's I so look cool. back on like, it, that experience being really like vital and really massive. Yeah. I, I wish that everyone could see your face as you're talking about it because it just lit up like, <laughs> you were, like glowing as you're, yeah. as you were talking about like, Oh, I'm so glad I did this. And it just opened up my whole world. So I think that that, yeah. that is incredible. Okay. So, um, if someone is at the beginning of your journey, um, mm-hmm. what is your advice or encouragement for them? To try to let go of other people's expectations and even the expectations and ideas that you've created of what life is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. And like for me, choosing my own way. And like, that's why I created this business. You choose the way choosing yeah. your own way has become like at the base of what I think is most important. I think to live a good life, it really has to be authentically decided by each one of us. Yeah. So that's what I would most encourage this person to, to do with their life. Yeah. I love that. Um, and, um, if, um, if you're in a funk and nothing horrific, um, but just 
just not feeling it today. Um, mm -hmm. What do you do? Do you shift it? And if you do, what do you do to shift it? Um, yes, ideally I do shift it. Um, mm -hmm. Meditation and yoga are massive uh, tools that I reach for quite frequently when I'm feeling like funky. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So those are kind of my go-to tools. And if it's like, I mean, depending on the mode, it can be easier, harder or easier to go for those tools. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, those are some of the main ones. Yeah, I think that that's great. Mm -hmm. um, so if someone's listening to this and they're like, oh my gosh, I want to learn more. I, I need this. I need this help. Um, how do they connect with you, Joe? Yeah. The main place that people can find me is on my website. So it's youchoosetheway.com. I'm also on Instagram talking about how I'm choosing my way. So my handle is choosing underscore my underscore way or on Facebook on choosing you, uh, you choose the way.com as well. Uh, you choose the way. As <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much. This was so fun. It was so interesting learning um, about your adventures. Thank you very much for having me. Hey, I hope you loved that episode. If you did, please rate, subscribe, and share with anyone you feel needed to hear that message. Also, please find me on social media at The Silver Lining Life because I would love to hear your favorite takeaways from today's episode. Can't wait to hear from you soon. Thanks for being here. Bye.